Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. The majority of Christians, though sincere, are weak. This is because they never really dared confess what God's Word says about them. They have never dared confess that they are what the Bible says they are, that they are who the Bible says they are, and that they have what the Bible says they have. In fact, many Christians maintain a wrong confession instead of holding fast to a right confession. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, In Him by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching on who we are as believers in Christ. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will give you details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's message. Now, did Jesus know what he was talking about? Or are these just the words of an irresponsible dreamer? No, they are not the words of a dreamer. They are the words of the divine Son of God. Jesus meant exactly what he said. And what did uh, he say you will have? He said, you will have what you say. Notice that, latter part of that verse, he shall have whatsoever he saith. If you really believe a thing in your heart, positive or negative, and you say it with your mouth, you will really have it. Jesus said you would. It's always with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made unto any of the provisions of God. Notice how these two phrases from God's Word say the same thing in different words. For instance, Romans 10.10, with the mouth confession is made unto. Mark 11.23, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now turn to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, or, as the margin reads, let us hold fast our confession. The same Greek word translated profession here is translated elsewhere in the King James as confession. Modern translators or translations render it confession. Let us hold fast our confession. Christians are told here to hold fast to our confession. Now, what is the confession that we're to hold fast to? The confession we are to maintain. It is the confession of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the confession of our faith in God, our Heavenly Father, the confession of our faith in the Word of God. The majority of Christians, though sincere, are weak. This is because they never really dared confess what God's Word says about them. They have never dared confess that they are what the Bible says they are, that they are who the Bible says they are, and that they have what the Bible says they have. In fact, many Christians maintain a wrong confession instead of holding fast to a right confession. Now, what is a wrong confession? 
A wrong confession is a confession of defeat, of failure, of the supremacy of Satan. They're always talking about uh, what a time they're having with the devil, what a battle they're having, what all they're going through, how the devil is keeping them from success, keeping them sick, how the devil's holding them in bondage, and so on. And as long as they talk like that, according to what Jesus said, that is what they're going to have. I know folks wouldn't do it if they really knew what they were doing, but that kind of confession is an unconscious declaration that God, our Father in heaven, is a failure. Now, God is not a failure. Defeat is not of God. When you talk about defeat, you're talking about the works of the devil. God did not intend that the church should be defeated. He said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church, Matthew sixteen eighteen. Well, if the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church, well, that just simply means that Satan cannot prevail against the church. Now, the Word of God teaches us, you notice here, Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Then here in Hebrews 4.14, again we're told, let us hold fast our confession. Well, you see, someone said that confession is three things. That it is affirming something that we believe. That it is witnessing for a truth that we have embraced. That it is testifying of something that we know. Now, faith demands expression and testimony. Testimony is a part of the faith life. If you want to develop a robust faith, then continually tell what the Lord is doing for you. The more you talk about it, the more real he becomes to you. The less you talk about it, the less real. Faith is like love. It is of the heart, the spirit, and like love, it lives and finds its joy in the continual confession of it, in the natural. The more a husband and a wife confess their love for each other, the more it grows. If you'll notice carefully the life of Jesus, you'll find that from the beginning of his public ministry until he is led to the cross, he is ever confessing who he is what he is, and his mission in life. For instance, he said, I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father, John sixteen twenty eight. Now, this was a fourfold confession. It covers his life from the incarnation to the ascension. One of the boldest confessions Jesus made was, he that has seen me has seen the Father, John fourteen nine. What a bold confession. If you want to see the Father, look on me. Then in John 12, it is recorded that he said, He that uh, seeth me seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Verses 45 and 46. Let me say it again. Jesus constantly confessed who he is, what he is, and his mission in life. Yes, someone might say, but that was Jesus. I know. 
And the Bible teaches that Jesus left us an example that we should follow in his footsteps. You should constantly be confessing who you are. Oh, no, not who you are physically, the son or daughter of John Doe who lives on such and such a street. No, but who you are according to the word of God. That's the confession we're to hold fast to. For instance, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 16, The Spirit itself, or himself, bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. We are children of God, sons of God. We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. We joyfully confess our relationship with God and in what way we are related to him. We are born of God, children of God. He's our very own father. We are his very own children. We dare to take our place as sons and daughters of God and confess that's who we are. Faith demands expression and testimony. Now, so many times... People often ask me about studying the Bible. And although I have many suggestions, here is the one I present above all others everywhere I go. Now, my thought is this. Find out what God's Word says about you and make that your confession. As a Christian, as a believer, read through the New Testament primarily the epistles. The epistles, you see, are the letters written to you, the believer. They're written to the church. As you read, look for all expressions such as in Christ, in Him, in whom, through Him, and so on. With a colored pencil, underline these expressions. You will find most of them in the epistles, some of these, however, don't exactly tell you something you have in Christ. For instance, Paul greeting in one epistle is, I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That has the expression in Christ, but it doesn't tell you anything that's yours because you are in Christ. You will also find other scriptures which convey the same message, but do not use the specific phrases in him and so on. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, honey, I've got a surprise today. You got your grab bag. That's right. I have a bag for you. I'm going to tell you what. It doesn't matter what size of bag you need at our house <laughs> to carry something in. All you got to do is ask Miss Lynette, and That's she right. goes to her bag stash, and she's yes. got a bag. That's right. You know, the, That'll the, be the perfect size. One of the grandboys was over and needed something to carry something in. He was going somewhere, and he says, Nana, I need a bag. And she said, okay, come on. And you went in there and got him a bag. Well, this bag is But you why. know what? When I need a bag, too, That's for something. That's where do you come to. That's where I come to. That's, That's right. That's right. This has faith on it. It has our face shield on it. But within this bag are some important products. Now, this is not just some little cheap plastic bag. This is a, this is a, a very good bag. Yes. Okay. Within this, then, you have some very good products. Uh, your dad's book. 
book, How You Can Know the Will of God. You know, it's important that we walk in God's will yeah. because when we walk in God's will, we walk in God's favor as right. well. And then uh, a CD of his, How to Receive God's Best. All right. Uh, my success CD, this is all the scriptures uh, in the Word of God, or a lot of the scriptures in the Word of God. Not all about, of them, but a yeah, lot. Yeah, a lot, lot of them. them. How to be successful. How to be successful in life. And, and it's got music, uh, upbeat music, couple, uh, it's got what, four songs on there? Yes, with that, yes. That, and this you will, can have success, it says. That's right. This will get you going in the morning. I don't know about you. I'm not a real morning person, so I need something to really pump me up. Hey, <laughs> I know, he doesn't talk to me in the morning because I don't like mornings. But this will pump you up. Okay, it's your move. It's your book. It's your move. Where are we going to move? Well, (laughs) we're going to move higher with God. That's right. That's right. No, really, the premise of this book is uh, people always say I'm waiting on God. And I got to looking at that and, and I found out. It, God's already moved. He's waiting on us to move. You know, like if you're playing checkers or something and you say it's your move uh, while you wait for them to figure out what they're going to do. Yes, and the most important book here, How to Live Worry-Free. You know, God does not want us to be, be concerned and be worried because guess what? <laughs> Worry will also give you gray hair. Yes, it will. And also, <laughs> it says, uh, in Peter, it says, cast all your care on that's him. That's right. That's uh, right. Let, let him carry it. That's so, right. Uh, that's I'm what it's all about. I'm excited about all these. I'm I'm excited about bargains, and guess what? This is a $40 value. We're almost $40. Yes, almost $40, and I want you to have this, so it's for the price of $19.95. That's half price. And you get the bag. And you get the bag. That's right. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one. 888-FAITH-99 Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagen in Him. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.